and welcome to Gag of the Millennial. A show where we talk about pop culture, current events. And spill the hot Darjeeling right into your lap. Ooh, scoldy Waldy. I just clipped you. You did. She attacked me. She viciously assaulted me. In the booth. Um, I saw that. I uh, saw that. So, hi guys. What is the tea? Yes. What is the Darjeeling? Hello and welcome back to another episode. Episode 17. Is it actually? Actually, episode 17. Ooh, TV Ooh, 17. I know, yes. Uh, X-rated. <laughs> 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 Ooh, shake Ooh, that nuisance. Yes. Um, Susan stepping Im- down. Immediately demonetized. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Hello. How are you all doing? Um, yes. Hello, Luxy Poosh. Hello. How are you? Ah, dead. She's as usual. dead. She's dead. Yeah. She is dead. She's she resurrected me for this. Yes, to talk she... about a favourite topic of oh, ours. Oh, we didn't play the backing screen, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, oh that's good. Yeah, aren't you clever? <laughs> People on SoundCloud are like, what's happening? <laughs> what's a backing screen? What's a backing screen? Yeah, what's all that um, about? So, guys, today we are talking all about video, video games. games. Yes, that. bitch. So it's going to be a massive nostalgic hit. It's going to be very, uh, it's just going to be, oh, I'm, I'm scared. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost a little bit emotional as we I know. She's, girls. Her eyes are dripping, girls. Yes. Um, so I'm really interested to know if any uh, of the younger people who do watch us, so Gen Gen Z, if any of you guys even know some of the old stuff we might yeah. talk about, I really want to know what your experience is with video games growing up. We should take it back to literal infants. And yes, I will do. I want to talk. I-, I will do. I will do. I will. I'll take it there. I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> You're trying to convert me. Um. So, <laughs> guy. Okay, I'm just gonna pre-warn you. Off we're, the we're handle today, we're, girls. Oh, never said that. <laughs> we're kind of like a bit hyper, but too much like caffeine. Let's take it back all the way to yes. like the early early 90s now what was your first uh understanding of video games because we i feel like i was very lucky because i kind of always had consoles growing up i don't really know why i'm pretty sure most of them were hand-me-downs but we were always very lucky with that kind of stuff um i know some people might say it's not lucky because you should be outside not playing video games Oh, get a grip. Yeah, get a grip. Um, but, get a real job. So uh, my auntie, Linda, she was always very, like, techie. And her and her husband always had, like, oh. really high-tech stuff all the time. So I, I'm pretty sure we had, like, their old consoles and things as they got bored. And we uh-huh, would kind like, of, like, they would get new ones all the time. So, like, I... My first kind of memory is with um, the Master System and the Mega Drive. Ooh. Now, do you remember playing Alex Kidd? Do you ever play Alex I, so Kidd? So I did, but I didn't have uh, any of the Sega consoles when I was growing oh, up. Oh, did you no, not? They were, my cousins had them. So whenever I went over to them, I'd be like, oh my God, we're going to play Sega Girls. Oh ah, my God. Sonic the Hedgehog. Ah. But, so yeah, we didn't uh, have that. We had a Master System 2 and that one had Alex Kidd already like pre-installed. Master System 2? Yeah. What's there was that? Like Master System 2 was like the second one they made. It was like their second. Oh, so, so they did like a reiteration of the Master System. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just called it Master yeah, System 2. Yeah, it was Master System 2. And it had like, um, it was like a, a flap in the top. Very opened. Nintendo it Switch. Looked, it did, yeah, it does. <laughs> it actually looked a little bit like the original Nintendo when you had to kind of like open up the flap. Oh, and yeah, the put, flap. But ours, it was, like a, it was like a black console and it opened up the flap yeah. there and you put the game in. But ours had uh, Alex Kidd pre-installed yes, in it. Yes, I like remember a, this. So some of them had Sonic 1. da 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 Gout. They actually recently made a uh, remastered version. I, I, I got it on my Xbox. But um, so I remember playing that and it was notoriously difficult. Oh, yeah. So difficult. And like on the first level, when the ghost would come out, there's like a little skull section that you'd walk in, like a skull box. And if you walked over it, like a ghost came in, out of it. And being literally like four years old, yeah, it was always the most terrifying yeah, thing seeing these like little pathetic, like eight pixel ghosts yes. coming It's the same as playing, like, I don't know, Dead Space or Resident <laughs> Evil now. You're just like, yeah, exactly. ah! <laughs> But I'm Alex Kidd was one of my first 
of the kind of games I really played. And of course, then it very quickly went on to Sonic because we yes. had a Master System and a Mega Drive at the same time. <gasps> Bougie um, woman! <laughs> because no, because re realistically, by the time we were old enough to kind of game, like the PlayStation was already out. We're, yeah. we're not really the Master System generation. Or well, the no, see, I even had things before, like consoles. Oh, did you? Yeah, so I had something called maybe some of the older generations Ooh. of the audience might know this, a ZX Spectrum. Oh, a Spectrum, yeah, yeah, yeah. A Spectrum, girls. Yeah. Now, for all the children who don't know what a Spectrum is, it was this weird keyboard with a cassette deck mm -hmm. that you could plug into your TV and video games came on cassette tapes. So, okay, so can you explain this to me? Because yes. I don't understand how cassette tape games worked. I have... Absolutely no idea. I'm assuming it's to do with like a sound or a frequency that they produce when they are like red. The cassette was kind of like a loading uh, device. It's kind of like, it's really difficult to explain. It's almost oh, like, so it, it, almost like it, it would load it onto the little RAM module and then oh, you'd be able to play it for I that RAM. See. And then as soon as you turned it off, that RAM module would wipe. I so you'd have to re that. It's almost like installing the game every single time. Yes, yes, and, yes. Oh my gosh, the way that these computers worked. Like you put your favorite cassette in, mine for example. So I had two really well, three actually, three really well played games. This We're talking what? We, I must have been four years old. So this is like 1993. And that console would have been really old by the time. But yeah, that was in that. the 70s. Yeah. So my mum was like fully addicted to this thing called Bomb Jack. And it was just like the most basic platformer where you had to like fly about and just like drop a little bomb on things. Oh, let's not go there. Oh. Um, so my absolute... Favorite thing was something called uh, Attic Attack. And okay. it was my first introduction to like witches and wizards. And it was this really, really, really early pixel art. It was very purple. And you so you had like an 8-bit, I guess it probably wasn't even 8-bit. It was probably even like smaller than that. I'm not like, sure. Yeah, really then, pixelated character. Yeah. You put in the, the, the cassette and it would be like 35 minutes of playing this noise that was like, oh. as it was loading. I feel like that's what people hear when we talk to each literally, other. Literally. <laughs> so, thank you. Yes, very much. So it, it almost sounded a bit like, you remember dial-up? It was like, da -da, yeah, da -da, yeah. Da -da. it was very that. It's like data sounds. Mm -hmm. And if you disrupted your or spectrum whilst this was going you could be like 34 minutes into loading it and it would be like oh, oh turn it off time no. to start again oh, reload no. it from zero and if it crashed same thing so you'd eventually load in and this thing called attic attack was this very basic top-down um game that you would like it was almost like a scroller so you'd scroll along one side and it would like load to the next page and it was really yeah, yeah. small and you'd have to like fire a little wand at enemies and this was like my first thing of being like oh my god magic, magic. i love it oh, it's yes. amazing i'm gonna be a witch there was another game for the spectrum which is probably the most influential in terms of my like really early gaming career because now i'm a twitch streamer <laughs> gaming career girls um there was a game called quake for zx spectrum my mom was fully addicted to this you played this like little round creature kind of a bit like kirby but you yeah. were gray yeah. and you had big eyes and uh, you just kind of had to like avoid all these little like flying creatures and like okay. walk along this little platform and i think the idea was get back to your spaceship to come home okay i think you like fell out of your spaceship and you had to like traverse like the moon mars all different planets planets to get back to your spaceship and go to the next level. My mom was so addicted to this, and my mom was a freelance illustrator, that she mapped out the entire game on this big, like, her drawing desk. Oh, my God. Like this, I guess it was like an A0 fold-away map. And she was, so, because there was no such thing as save games, there was no such thing as, like, password level, she was like, right, I'm going to remember where every single thing is that you oh, have to do. Oh, my God. And she wrote out this huge thing with all these little, like, technical bits being like, leap here, jump here, like, avoid Your this enemy. Your sounds awesome. <laughs> obsessed with this game absolutely obsessed i guess it's the first kind of like if you can imagine like platform kind of rpg but there wasn't any like skills based it was just kind of like you get better rather than you're improving your character yeah, yeah, just yeah you yeah. get better at playing yeah then i think it 
I got the NES afterwards, the, the original Nintendo, Nintendo yeah, with yeah. like duck hunt and you could shoot yep. the gun at the screen and everyone was like, what is, is this gun? technology girls? The children. It was amazing. The children the children girls. I, so I, I do love the Nintendo. I was always a Sega fanboy compared yeah. to Nintendo. We had a Nintendo and a Super Nintendo and I really loved them, but I was definitely a... Uh, Sega fanboy because mm-hmm. so my, my most fond I think my most fond era that I really look back to is the Sega Mega Drive and yeah. the Sega Genesis um, having your friends come over yeah. after school yeah. it's a bit cold Ooh, outside you, you go spooky. yeah you go on your little Sega and you just play Sega. Sonic 2 and you play together it was, the idea that like for a while there was no like couch co-op games is Mad and you, yeah, wild to me insane. because to me gaming is fundamentally a social experience. Yeah, yeah. Like you can play through a game and it's fun, but like the ones that keep coming, making me come back to them are the ones that you can play with other people. Yeah, I think some. So some of my like favorite games yeah. that I played for the Mega Drive. Of course, I have to talk about Mortal Kombat. Oh, and like so, it wasn't even my game. It was my friend Terrell, and we used to we used to go to school together, um, and we would like share games all the time. Mega Drive. So he lent me his Mortal Kombat. And I didn't know at the time that there was such thing as like the blood code yeah. and like fatalities. And I remember I was just, I used to play it all the time because I loved fighting games back in the yeah, 90s. Same. And I would always be like playing, 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 playing. And this one time I remember playing against Sonya Blade oh. and she did a fatality on me. And I was so confused. I was like, what just happened? Like what? And it planted that seed of my mind that secrets. Yeah, because I didn't. I didn't really know at that point because I, w- I would have only been maybe six or seven. Yeah, like yeah. I didn't understand secrets in games and all that kind of stuff. That was like one of those life changing moments. I was like, oh, there's bad things it's in games. Naughty. It's naughty. It's insane that like game, like literally games like Mortal Kombat is the reason we have ratings on video games it is, today. It is. But also the idea that like the first Mortal Kombat when it was released, I think it. When did it? it I think it came out first on the Sega and then it was released on well, the Nintendo. Arc, it was, so it was an no, arcade okay, first yeah. and then got ported to That's all the other right. systems. But Nintendo were like, no blood, no awful. And it has like, they like muted it all. They did mute it all. But if, you can still get access to the blood on certain versions of it. Because I had one on the original Mortal Oh, Kombat she had a hacked on, version. Yeah, on Super Nintendo. And it was like, um, I think it even had a rating on it. And I remember thinking... Now, looking back at it, I'm like, why did this pixelated, like, cartoon, yeah. like, comic book graphic thing? But at the time, people were like, there's blood everywhere! It's gonna like, corrupt it's the children! Just, like, looking back now, it's like, that's like that's one pinprick of red on, a on like, a pixel. There was other games that I loved on the Mega Drive, such as uh, James Pond. You ever heard of James Pond? Oh, yeah, Pond? that stupid frog. He was red like a, frog. Like, it was like a frog. And you could no, extend, it, I think it was a a fish. Well, yeah, was it a fish? Yeah, yeah. It was, and it was a, it was it was a goldfish. He was a goldfish. It was James, a goldfish yeah. yeah, and you could extend him to like reach his legs and stuff. But my favorite was James Pond three. It was called Robe. Was it Robocod? Oh. I think it was. <laughs> but it was oh, no, the fish. It was, it was the third one. But it was like it, weirdly, the James Pond three had like this weird dark element to it, and it was really like creepy. And you really? were on like different planets and stuff. It was so different from like James Pond one and two that like I was obsessed with it. But that had loads of sequels and they had like mm. fine different like exits and things. But that was really hard. But oh my God, like the, I, I've always loved spooky, creepy kind of games. Yeah. Even so things like Mickey Mouse Cast of Illusion. Oh, that, was, ever played that, that was wild. Like that, the old Disney games from the Mega Drive, like that era. I know some of them do go on Nintendo as well, but the era of those Disney games were so good. They were difficult so, as well. Oh, 
So, Impossible. The, the, do you know why they made them so hard? No, I don't. So back in the early days, before you know the way that things are now, <laughs> back, back days, yeah. So like in the block, in like the blockbuster days where you go and rent games and stuff, they made they intentionally made games so difficult. Now the Lion King on the Mega Drive, the 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 people who made the game have come out and said this, oh. and this is a fact that they make these games so difficult that if you go to rent them from Blockbuster, you cannot complete them with one rental. So you have to continually ah. rent it. So they constantly make money oh. and it's the same with arcade machines and arcades the pyramids game yes <laughs> so like arcade games in the in yeah. like the arcades they're so difficult because they want you to keep coming back and trying more because it was really yeah. easy you would just go away you'd be like oh that was fun um, Never obviously back. with the way the world is now they, they, you couldn't really do that but mm. that's the reason why back then they were so difficult but like the like aladdin on the mega drive as well such did you ever play the mega no, drive? no I didn't, not. No. it was so good it was so good and the level skip code a b b a a b b a i know you saw some of some of the uh, lion king i played mm. but i recently played through the mega drive version of the lion king on twitch mm -hmm. and the second level is so hot <laughs> i was like how did we ever complete this as children like even just literally there was a part we have to swing against these um rhino's tails oh yeah to jump between one and one and i was like how was the, what is the collision mechanic here because yeah. you're literally on the tail and you just fall off yeah he was like, like no. what happened yeah. like, what, why yeah. but disney games guys please comment down below what are your favorite disney games there's so many i could talk like literally donald duck's quack shot so good <laughs> donald duck in malumalad so good there were so many amazing disney games for the mega drive actually i want to talk about a disney game that was for um uh super uh not super nintendo for the original nintendo nintendo mm. uh nintendo entertainment system yep i believe it was called like Mickey's Magic Castle uh -huh. or like Disney Magic Castle or something. And it was a collection of basically like loads of different mini games. And there was a runaway train. Yeah. I guess it's kind of inspired by the the runaway mine train, which is, I guess, the ride at Disneyland Paris. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, you had to control this train of like not collision into things and coming off the rails. I mean, you'd never have that in a video game now. No, could you? imagine. It'd be like, in a Disney game being yeah. like, come on, children, <laughs> crash the train. And it was so difficult. I'd get so, and it was like, you can't progress onto the next part of the game unless you actually completed this level. So yeah. it was like, I kept coming back to it and being like, I'm gonna die. Like, I just need to get this done. And that level of frustration is something that now, if I feel it on stream, I'm like, mm, I'll just stop playing. I'll just stop playing I'll just stop and leave. Stop playing now, yeah. I need to be entertaining, don't yep. care. Life systems is really like, you don't see that anymore. Life systems. Like, like lives, so you have like 10 lives left. Once you 10 oh, lives yes. have gone, you yeah, have yeah, yeah. Like you'd never find that really now in games, I find. Yeah, like it's yeah. always very much like just, you just save places. Cause even like when I was playing like Donkey Kong Country recently. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And, you have live systems on that. And I was like, it's, again, it, Donkey Kong Country is one of those games on the Super Nintendo. It's so difficult. That one was, I remember renting that when I was a child and being like, I can't, that's so annoying. And then there was Diddy Kong as well. It's so frustrating. But like recently playing that, it was annoying that like you had save points and like, if you die, then you have to go back like five levels because yeah. that was the last save point. And like, it feels like such a weird system now yeah, to have. It's like a pure punishment system Yeah, it's for literally children. like, I fucking hate you. I suppose it does in a way teach that like the good things, like it really makes it worth it when you like yes, manage yes, to beat the yes. part that you've been stuck on for ages. Yeah. So talking about like uh, Super Nintendo, that was my like real early childhood go growing up mm -hmm. like console, I guess in a similar way to um, Mega Drive or the Genesis yeah, with you. Yeah. Is there was, a, there was one game that has completely introduced me to the concept of the RGP. No, is that right? RG. RPG. RPG. <laughs> the RGP. The RGP. The Royal Gusset Brigade. My favourite cult. Yeah, the Royal Gusset Brigade. P. P. Yeah. Yes. Poons. Poons. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> there is a game called The Illusion of Time. That sounds fun. Oh, it was so bloody good. In America, it was also known as The Illusion of Gaia. Mm. And it was basically, you are this, this character called Will. His parents were killed on a, uh, they, so they went on an ex- excavation. They went on an adventure somewhere. Okay. And they were archaeologists going to investigate the Tower of Babel. Ooh. So it had like odd religious tones to it. And it also had like ancient world tones. So like it was all based around like going around the world as we know it now. Yeah. But it was before like technology had arrived and there was like a land of magic and that mystery. That sounds fun. It is so good. Considering it's like, just like a top down, like 2D RPG. Incredible. And even to this day, I'm still like, oh my goodness. Like I really want to go and play it on stream at some point. So I remember I was an only child. Still I am an only child. Um, <laughs> I know, no, they haven't been at it like rabbits. No. Don't you worry. So I remember there, there used to be a a shop in. Do you remember the dip? When the I dip, yeah, the, yeah. From the a couple dip. of episodes, I was like the dip. So the dip in Brighton had a shop called Video Star. Do you remember like, Video Star? No, I don't. No, maybe they didn't make it out of the dip. No. Nope. Um, and <laughs> no. there, you could go there and rent video games. <laughs> <laughs> the, the dip, <laughs> the dip, and there was this little like section of like uh, video games that you could rent. So they were, they were, there were Super Nintendo games, there were Nintendo games, and I think they were, they then started bringing in PlayStation One games, and that was like taking over everything else. Yeah. And I would always beg my dad to be like, please go and rent Illusion of Time, Illusion of Time, Illusion of Time, and you could only have three three game spaces on the game. So if somebody else had rented it, they could potentially like override your game yeah. save. <laughs> and that was like, oh no, don't. So I'd always be like, please go and rent it for the weekend. Please go ready for the weekend, and then. My dad eventually, as the PlayStation 1 came in, he saw it in the bargain bucket to be sold. And he was oh, like, amazing, I've yeah. got that. And I died. When I saw it, I was like, this is the happiest child you've She's ever seen. She, yeah. she, she's actually dead. She's actually a ghost. a spectre now. Yeah, yes. yeah. But the premise of this game was, you are Will, your parents have gone off to the Tower of Babel and died in the old world. And died! And you are literally, like, trying to understand what happened to them. And it's you and your, like, friends. <laughs> so you go to this, like, cave at your, like... You start off in Cape Town, which is obviously an, a real city mm-hmm. in uh, South Africa. South Africa, yeah. yeah. You have this like cave by the seashore and you go there with your friends and you can play the flute and nobody else can play an instrument in like your town. And everyone's like, when you play the instrument, things move. And you so you have this like telekinesis ability Ooh, with your Oh, very high, Jesse. It's, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. El Gato. El Gato. Um, but no, it's, it's really intense because you're like you have to play this card game and you can like already know the cards and your friends are all like amazing blah and then you all have to go to bed and suddenly the village is like attacked overnight and you start your journey and you're like trying to find your friends and reunite your friends and it's got some really like adult themes like you like one of your friends spoiler alert for this game that came out in the 80s Uh, Jack also dies in Titanic one of your friends dies in the game and it's really like (gasps) because it's like your best friend and they die and it's like oh my goodness so they go to the afterlife and then you have to like go all around all of the continents you go to ancient Inca you go to like this is very very um you, big for a super nintendo it's, game it's insanely bad i played it for hours now it took me like years to complete oh wow so do you remember also that there was talk about that um secret continent in real life that actually sank yes so uh, that it was what, a, atlantis no it's not atlantis it's the one well it's the one that like people can kind of call atlantis but there was like a concept of basically this giant area of land that after the last arse Ice age. Ooh. After the last ice age sank. Okay. But you know, like this concept. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's actually in this game and it's called Mew. And it's this like underwater world filled with vampires. Oh, okay. And it is so the bosses in this level are so intense. They're called Jack and Sylvana. And they're two old like vampires. And the, the mechanics of this battle is insane. You end up having to unlock this dark magic that transforms you into a knight of oh. like the old realm. And you're this like magical knight that can defeat this so bonkers. Sounds very Castlevania. And you literally 
literally end up going to space to find like the old world and understand like uh, what happened to your parents and what happened to the world. And at the very, very end, you end up, your character ends up like changing the entire planet to fit with technology as it's oh. like the battle is no longer there. And it's like, and then it's just like the end. And it's like gag worthy. And I, Did they make sequels about, and stuff? No, there was only one oh. game. Only one game, and I was like, ever since, and, and you can see how like animated. And yeah, she, I am you, about you, it. you become taken over by another this, being. Then, literally, this is my like, the, you know, there's always like one game. Like that's my one game. I really want to see it. I really want to see it. I'll show you. You'll probably be yeah. like, this is naff. This What's is all shit, that? Yeah, girls. it's terrible. But it's so it's had such a like profound effect on me. Yeah. growing up, incredible. Yeah. And that's probably the most important SNES game I ever played. Um, so we have spoken about this a little bit, but mm-hmm. what I, the reason I want to say this is because I think it's so funny that like even to this day I still listen to the soundtracks. It's my favorite, one of my favorite soundtracks ever. Is the do you ever play Echo the Dolphin? Yes, Echo, so, terrifying. T- I couldn't play it very much. Why? What is it about games in those eras? There was so much like creepiness in these games. So like normal. So Echo the Dolphin was this old. You were basically like a dolphin inside this like ocean. Um, I think that's where I got thalassophobia from because oh, I can't it? play it. Yeah, I'm like, hey, it's spooky. <laughs> but like, so what happens is um, a tornado comes and like, well, at the time we think it's a tornado, it comes and like sucks away all of your like dolphin family, dolphin friends from like the ocean. And your mission is to try to like find out what happened. Yeah. Turns out, the, I mean, the game just goes absolutely insane. It, it's very, it's notoriously difficult. Yeah. Again, it's back in the era where you'd purposely make games harder. And it turns out that they, they were all like abducted by like an alien and they were like in the, like, a, like a space realm. And the very end boss is like this alien um, octopus thing. Oh it's my God. absolutely terrifying. If you were a kid and never played or never finished Echo the Dolphin, just type in like Echo the Dolphin final boss. It's terrifying and like as a kid if i saw the boss it is like it looks like a skull kind of skull squid alien thing oh. it's so, a bit xenomorphy i yeah, guess yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so terrifying it's weird that this game about dolphins and the, they, they made one and two and three and stuff and it you end up traveling through time <laughs> going to different dimensions there's dinosaur levels and stuff and it, it's literally a game about trying to find your dolphin family <laughs> And they expanded it into this like crazy world of like time travel and aliens. It's like, what happened? Like, how did that happen? Isn't that amazing? But, Absolutely incredible. But the Sega CD version <gasps> of I loved the Sega CD. See, I never had Sega one. Saturn. Oh, I never... it was so no, good. No, Sega Saturn's different. Is it actually? Sega Saturn. Oh, CD was the CD was the at- attachment. Yes. That went to the Mega no, Drive. I didn't have that. Um, so the Sega CD, I never had it, but the the Sega CD version of Echo the Dolphin, the soundtrack to that, I still listen to every single day. Amazing. It's so good. And I even use some of it in my music, in Ooh, my videos. Sneaky, sneaky. Yeah. But no, I, 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 so I never had the Saturn. Yeah. But at this, at, so when the Sega Saturn came out, I was already onto the PlayStation. Yeah, same, same, so, same. same. I think the PlayStation killed Sega Saturn. The, the problem was, is when the Sega Saturn was getting released, they sped up the process because PlayStation was coming out yeah. and they wanted to beat it. Yeah. But unfortunately, because they did that, they fucked over themselves because so many retailers were like, you haven't told us this is happening. What's going on? Yeah. And the uh, loads of retailers like pulled out from selling it. Yeah. But also the, the coding the, system the coding was, was so difficult that game like game developers found it so difficult to code games for their console that it completely died. Which is really sad because really the Sega Dreamcast is what the Sega Saturn should have Aww. been. 
And the pot that's the thing. Like by the time the Dreamcast came out, they Sega had lost like all of their all of their money. all their all their money, all of their like uh, loyalty from yeah. so many people because of how they treated people with the, the Sega Dreamcast Saturn. Was the end. It, but but like the the iconic sound of the Dreamcast opening mm-hmm. up with mm-hmm. the swirly is mm-hmm. so good. And it was the first console that could connect to the internet. Mad, isn't it? Yeah. Mad, absolutely, absolutely mad. mad. But um. That's the problem. Like it, it had external hard drives. Crazy. That you could put into controllers. Crazy. Like, the Nintendo Switch is shaking. Girls. Exactly. And this, I can't. I think it's maybe like ninety six, ninety seven. I don't yeah. know exactly when that came out. But the that's the sad thing. It's really crazy to think that actually, if they weren't money hungry when the because they were trying to be the best and beat yeah. PlayStation, they could have be around. They could still be around now making yeah. consoles. But yeah. it was their greed and their money that made them. They're such a small company now. Yeah, All they do is like out out resource. They're basically their their merchandise is like. Sonic and stuff to other platforms. It's yeah. kind of sad, really, yeah. the story of Sega. Yeah. <gasps> oh, podcast, the, right? The story the of Sega Girls. Story of Sega Girls. So, I mean, I can, I, just because I don't want this to go on for like eight hours long. Oh, no, um, I've got lots of things I want to talk about. The PlayStation 1. I know, uh, no, we, that's what we're that's oh, 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 look at her getting hasty. Oh, so, we're going to quickly just jump on. I mean, again, there's so, I could talk about the Super Nintendo for ages and ages mm. and ages. Like, plonk, 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 plonk. That was such a plonk. That was such a good game. Plonk. Plonk. And then, obviously, the original, like, Street Fighter. Turbo. Oh, my God. Oh, God, of course. Street Fighter, Honda Honda and Bison uh, Blanca. Absolutely love Street Fighter. Bianca Del Rio Bianca, was on it as yeah, well, Bianca, yes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, my gosh. But yeah, I mean, I could see it. Did you ever play Sonic Spinball? Uh, no, I didn't. Sonic no. Spinball. So I don't know what made them make this pinball Sonic game. It is so insane and hard to complete. Again, but the music in that game as well is so good. Mm. So many of those, the soundtracks and music from that era of games is so good. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Um, I love Streets of Rage. Oh, yes, of course. Streets, Streets of, Rage. of Rage. Iconic, iconic. Golden Axe, one of my favorite games. Oh, yeah. So good, so so good. The magic is just like when I was a kid watching like all like the dragon come down and And fire. Lightning goes. Oh my god! Like it's. I loved Golden Axe. So so good. So they kind of ruined it with Golden Axe three. They kind of went a bit crazy, but Golden Axe one and two were so good. Mm. Um. So PlayStation. PlayStation. I. I was yeah, as a kid, really young, sort of like six, seven. It's kind of hard to have a real understanding of yeah. like new consoles coming out, especially back then when like technology and like social media and all that stuff wasn't a thing. Yeah, it did not. Exist. So it's very hard. I think when young people hear people say that, like, how would you not know about things coming as a, as a gaming nerd, or whatever? No. But like, you just didn't unless know you things. subscribed to a magazine, which was very rare. You just didn't know. Yeah, it was really hard. Demo my discs. Demo discs. I'm gonna get so demo I went to discs. my cousin's house, Suzanne, and she had a PlayStation. Now I didn't know what this was, and we played Crash Bandicoot 2. Oh, um, Crash Bandicoot Strikes Back, girl. And I was literally like blown away by this game. I had no idea what this was. Never heard of it before. And obviously this is second iteration. So like yeah. Play- PlayStation had been out for a few years at this point, but like I didn't really know what this console was. Mm-hmm. I was so obsessed. I like literally was like, man, 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 and I, okay, say the PlayStation One is the most is, iconic console. Yes, I would say even slightly more iconic than PS Two. Yes, I think that I think PS Two is the best selling console of all time. Yeah. But I still have more fond memories of PS One. Same, than same. Two. I think because of how monumental it was. It was the ev- difference between going from like two D flat like textures to being like. 3D world. Yes. And like needing a disc. So although like most of these early uh developers that went into the 3D realm, a lot of them haven't really aged well because it was like the first time they're kind of like doing this yeah, in the game. Of course. But at, 
But at the time, it was so amazing. So one of my first, but obviously Crash Bandicoot was like one of my first games of seeing 3D. Like, well, it's like 2.5D where it's kind mm -hmm. of 3D, but almost still linear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was an incredible game that I played. It was called Legend of Khan Soul Reaver. Oh yes, Soul Reaver goes. Oh my god! So you're Legend this of Kane. Legend Soul of Kane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. It was so. So you're this like un, like vampire who was like cast into the underworld. I don't remember exactly why. I can't remember the exact storyline. No. And you have to like try to eat souls and try to stay alive, and you have to try to avenge yourself by the way to like get out and get the people who like cast into the underworld. But what I loved about this game is like you had to like go between two dimensions. So like Ooh, you you, okay. you would find you would find these like little pads, and you would like uh one would be the underworld. And mm -hmm. one would be like the normal world over time. Yeah, guess. the overworld. Yeah. <laughs> and like you would like twist space and time and go to these two different worlds. And like they would have completely different like um like there'd be two like you would you'd walk through one place and there'd be like a demon there and some like uh, statues and monuments and you would change it to the other world and all of a sudden everything was like different but like looked even like more decrepit and like spooky like the buildings would like warp and like morph into like demonic faces Amazing. and like the, the demons would become like ghostly demons it was so good it was literally if you have any time on you you have to play Legend of Cain, Soul Reaver. I have been wanting them to do a HD remaster of oh, this for so long. Gagging like, for it. Begging for it. Like, if anyone has played this game, you will understand how- If anybody works in video games, yes, please. <laughs> yes, but it was so dark and had such a cool aesthetic and like just the, the colors and the visuals were so good. And as a kid, I was like completely in love. I remember the like menu cutscene. I, yeah. so I didn't own it, but I played it when I was over my friends. Yeah. Um, and he, he was like fully addicted to it. Mm -hmm. But we used to just play like five games mostly together yeah but um i remember the cutscene of him he was like standing over a cliff or something like yeah and they, and they break his wings and that's they throw right him into yes it, into like the <gasps> abyss it's like a, it's like a vortex kind of thing they throw him into right, it and it's all green and yeah. spooky it's oh, so, so good. good the game that i'm gonna mention to you now which i think you played i think is the game about. it's called thrill kill thrill kill is that when you're like all those like the one that never got released. Yes, properly. so and it, it was, was all an like... unreleased illegal <laughs> game. And I don't know how we came across this. Yes, yes. It was the most violent. Uh, so almost like, it was kind of like revolutionary in terms of like PlayStation 1 fighting games. Because yes. you were a 3D model in a 3D space, which yeah. was like unhurt. Like everything was still kind of a little bit like 2D, almost 3D. Like yeah. Tekken, for example, yeah. was still very like 3D models, 2D plane. Yeah, because the thing is like, it was still, um, it was very heavily influenced by like the Mortal Kombat era. So many games in that era really took that sort of, let's just decapitate people. And yeah, blah. literally. But this game so thrill kill went was, out the fucking it was, window it was the most graphic like thing and because it was like no publishing house would publish it because it was so graphic mm -hmm. it was an unreleased game so i don't know how i came how i had a copy of it i don't know how did you any idea i just remember seeing videos of it when oh, i was younger it was absolutely insane there was this character called violet and she was like this gothic dominatrix that would make all this like uh, noise as she was like beating people and like cutting their heads off mm -hmm. and like eating their entrails because it was what, so intense what was really interesting about this game as well is which doesn't most like a lot of games at the time didn't do this is like it would as you were playing it you could like decapitate limbs and cut limbs off yeah. and stuff and that, that would that person then had to carry on fighting without like an arm yeah literally. and games never did that before at this point it was quite a new concept but the problem was looking back at it now it was very problematic by some of the things because oh, there was absolutely. like there was like a I'm doing quotation marks. People who were like in SoundCloud, like a crazy man who was in like a straight jacket and yeah. like couldn't get out, and he was like attacking you with his like legs and stuff. Yeah, like there's definitely like problematic depictions yeah. of yeah. people. Going on from the absolutely diabolically wild, such as Thrill Kill, one of my absolutely, in fact, 
three of my absolutely favorite games uh, ever released was Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VIII, and Final Fantasy IX, I cannot girls. tell you the amount of times Luxury has said to me, you have to play Final Fantasy VII. I've yes. never played You've it. You've got to play the remake, though, because yes. you will enjoy it a lot yes, more. Yes. So anyone here who's into like alternative style or like gothy games or anything like that will have heard of Final Fantasy. The, the whole reason why I have my aesthetic that I do, why I've always loved silver hair and white blonde hair, is because all of the villains in Final Fantasy have white, silvery white <laughs> hair and they're all like like demonic angels being like, actually you thought that this was, we were good and we're beautiful and we're gonna kill you all to save the world and rebuild it in my own image. Basically, so Final Fantasy VII follows the storyline of like uh, someone in Soldia going about and finding out who they are because they've got memory loss and all this mm -hmm. like exciting stuff. And they're like, I've just got a friend that I grew up with in school and I'm gonna go and try and impress her and fall in love with her and then eventually kill God. That's like a very abridged version of the game. Final Fantasy VIII follows a similar sort of concept. It's like this one guy who's like really like nonchalant, doesn't give a are shit Are they all on anything. PlayStation 1? Yeah, so okay. all these three are yeah. on PlayStation 1. Uh, Final Fantasy VIII has one of the best battle systems I've ever used. The concept of, so in Final Fantasy, you can have these things called summons. In Final Fantasy VIII, they're called GFs, Guardian Forces. They're basically like- Gay faggot. Yeah, basically. No, they're basically like a big thing that you can summon into battle and it fights for you and like gets rid of the enemy. And like you junction them to your character and then your character gains extra abilities from having that guardian force attached to them okay so it can make your character stronger or make it really good for like status resisting and it was something that i'd never really seen before then like you really needed to think about how you were going to go into each battle yeah, yeah, yeah what you would have like especially boss battles because if someone used a magic spell that you were like oh i have nothing to protect against yeah that, instantly <laughs> dead you'd have to think about strategy and that was one of those times where it's like i've never really thought like, i was only eight never thought about strategy in games before what are yeah. you talking about so the final boss of uh final fantasy 8 is this gorgeous she's a sorceress and she's like i think she's the last sorceress ever born yeah and she like uses her consciousness to go back in time and like influence really powerful women to become witches yeah and it's called the succession of the witches and her name is ultimicia she has long white blonde hair Ooh. claws like bright golden eyes has like tits fully out almost and she's in this like burgundy dress and she's like she talks with such like effervescent charisma but is also like i'm going to kill you now and it's my little heart was like I'm going to grow up and be that. I'm woman. her. I'm her. It's me. And then we moved on to Final Fantasy IX. And Final Fantasy IX's final boss is someone called Kuja. And he is literally a white blonde haired, like, uh, demon creature from another planet. Yeah. Who is, like, desperately trying to fight his own demise. Because he's he's part of this race that doesn't live very long. And he's yeah. like, no, I'm so powerful. Why can't I stop death? And he's, like, really upset and mopey about it. But also, like, I'm just going to destroy the world instead. And he is gorgeous. He As a, you do. He I can't stop death. I'm going to destroy know, the world. Literally, if I can't have it, no one can. <laughs> but he rides a silver dragon, like this metallic feathered dragon. And he has Ooh. a couple of silver feathers in his hair. And it's got long white hair. And he wears a purple and gold bikini with like a long white cape. And he's so like, he was the most, he was the- How fruity girls. Yeah, for like a child's game. Literally just like, the first time you see him, it's like raining hard. And your characters have just been like laying waste. And they're really like, oh, a moment of like struggle. And he just like arrives on this dragon and is like you're all pathetic whilst he's literally got like hardly any clothes on really tall and just like i'm going to wipe you out and he like wipes his brow and just like swishes away and i was like i'm gonna be him when i grow up that's amazing <laughs> and i've been both of them i've been ultimicia now and previously i was kuja because i've always been into silver hair such an influential storyline if you've never played seven eight or nine Please go ahead. They're going to make a nine remake now, and I'm so excited. Maybe, for I, it. maybe I'll play seven on stream or something, just it's like enough so, people play. You it will with love me, it. Like. It's so good. Yeah. So I mean, I do think we should. We mentioned it a tiny bit. Uh, 
about demo discs. Now oh. it sounds a bit weird to mention demo discs, but ever so it was it, was it fortnightly? Was it monthly? I think it was monthly. Was it month- so every single month you would get like the PlayStation magazine oh. and they would have a demo disc in it. Now it sounds weird to be like demo disc. So before the modern day, you would get like a demo disc and this disc would have like eight different like demos of games that were upcoming. And it'd be like one level um, from that game. Yeah, about one level. But like the iconic music of demo <gasps> disc one. Some, I mean, and also some oh. of the other ones, but like the, the music in these demo discs, so early 2000s, but it's so, like, they're so good yeah. in these music. Um, but there were so many games that I never even owned. And I just played the demo. Yeah, so, unheard of now. So Abe's Odyssey. I, yes. nev- I never played Abe's Odyssey, the full game. I only ever played the demo that's on the first. So I managed to find it because of that demo. I was oh, like, did you? Mom, okay. I must have this. And eventually we got it. But yeah. So I did I, and I did have a later uh, game. I had, I had Abe's Exodus, which oh, yeah. was number two. Yeah. Um, so I had that a full game. But like... Um, Total Wipeout that was on one <gasps> of the demo discs. I never actually owned the game. Ridge Racer, I never owned Ridge the game. Ridge Racer, exactly. It was only this demo disc. And I was just so obsessed. I didn't need the full game because yeah. I just loved playing it. Yeah. I was so gagged that the first demo disc had, what was it? Tr- Crash Bandicoot 3. The first level of Crash one Bandicoot One of them 3. had it, yeah. I can't I remember. It was as you were. And I was like, must get Crash must Bandicoot. Must get it. Did you ever on the first demo disc just like watch the dinosaur? Uh, oh... It was like a demo of like what the the PlayStation could achieve, and it was like there's like literally all it was this, was yeah. like a black screen with like a dinosaur, and you could control this dinosaur, yes, and just kind of like yes. walk through it, and it was meant to be there, kind of like this is what the PlayStation is capable of, yeah, bitch, yeah, and that is an era that just doesn't exist, now. yeah. Like, like imagine the, receiving a PS5 demo. <laughs> like, I remember, I remember like when when it would come out, I'd, I'd like just beg to get it, and it was mm. so exciting to open this PlayStation magazine, have like a demo. Disc. I know. Like, I, when I first got my PlayStation, I was more excited for the demo. Yes! than the game that it came with. Mm-hmm. But talking about like more games, like exceptional games from um, the PlayStation 1. So one game that I really wish they would bring back. I know that I've made you play it once. And this is a really rare game. I've only ever seen one of my friends had it and like no one else had even heard about it. Team Buddies, Yeah, it was called. Yeah. You basically played this like, it was actually, I think it was an 18 plus. Or maybe a 15 I don't remember. plus. Yeah, I remember you it was a really violent it, game. Remember. Basically, you're this like, I guess you kind of look like a pill, like a pill kind a of shape. A pill. A capsule shape. And you build your team up and you go to war with like yeah. another team on the platform. Yeah. And you can like build airplanes and build like machine guns. And it was like a really fast paced, like jumping, like battle to the, it was kind of like a bit kind of Fortnite, but yeah, like yeah. really basic, if you can imagine. And I'm, I've been always wondering, like every now and then I check like, I go, is there a HD remake yet? Has anybody ever thought about this? What about Team Buddies? Anybody remember that? Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, no, no. What are you talking about? <laughs> Never seen it before. And that's no. one of those things where it's like a proper party game because you could even get the multi-tap and have four people playing as on that, that game. That weird thing, like a boomerang to like, put the yeah. four controllers in. Like something that the idea now that you could do split screen four times is in, like yeah, unheard of. Yes. Unheard Definitely. of. That was, there was so many, like all of the racing games had that ab- yeah. ability, like Crash Team Racing, for example, yeah. iconic game as well. You could also multi-tap into four people playing. Yeah. Never hear of it now. Never. Is it, so many games now have got rid of like split screen like gaming together it's weird, which to me seems insane like why would you get rid of that I mean I get maybe the younger generation actually just prefers playing on the internet yeah. but like to me like with my friends playing the original Halo game yeah, I was gonna splitting say, it Halo, up because like, yeah. even us like recently we played through, we played through Halo 1 to 4 you can't play 5 split screen because that's when they start getting rid of it mm. and I'm like it was so fun to sit in the same room as you and to completing all these games together. And I like even now doing these it. arms at the limb. Exactly. Yeah. And when we like, I, I'm dead, I'm dead. I'm dead. 
it's Luxaria update. It's weird. It's weird that they would take all that out now. I know. It's such a shame, isn't it? It's but like those are some of the most magical moments in yes. my life. Some of the best memories I have are literally being like with a friend, with a couple of friends, like playing these games and just being like, oh, this is so difficult. And then just like having like junk food afternoon yep. and like yep. really taking it back to like 1996. The troubles of the world doesn't matter. You're here with your friends on yep. your couch playing video games. And it's such a like. It's a different feeling than like watching a movie yes. or like watching the TV or yes. something with a friend. It's like you're both actively cooperating towards like solving a problem. Yes. And it's so much fun. Yes. And it's, it's one of those things that I hope more developers in future consider split screening for yeah. things because it yeah. is quite a shame now that that's just like it almost like now we've moved into the point of like where you play it online, you just like you're either on you're on party, but it's not quite the same as being in the same room. Yeah. And I like I so did you ever play a game called Heart of Darkness? <gasps> this rings a bell. So you were like a little kid. You, I, I can't oh, exactly darkness. what the storyline is. You've got you've, you're like a kid with a little dog, and I don't remember I don't remember what the storyline, but you're like you're in like a nightmare world. Oh. And it's very Abe's Odyssey where like it's screen to screen. So yeah. you would you would go off one side and then a new screen would load up. Yeah. And you would like there was just like demons and stuff that would come and kill you. But like, that's one of those games as well. That was like a kid's game, but it was actually so terrifying. The death scenes in this, like when the goblins would come and like eat you, like they would decapitate you. Oh my God. You would be like eviscerated and like burnt to a crisp. You'd plunge into like <laughs> the abyss and die. Just watch the person like fall off a cliff and be like, and like, like uh, demons, would, <laughs> they'd be like these worm demons on like my, like mounds that would come up and just completely eat you alive. Oh my You'd God. be crushed on the floor. But like Heart of Darkness was another one of those games. I'm, I'm very d drawn to d evil games. Yeah, but like absolutely. Heart of Darkness was another one where like that was a very of its time game where it's like screen to screen, but it's so difficult. But it's one of those games that I always say to people, if you ever want to, play something from that era heart of darkness is a wonderful I never game played it. i will have to i will have to have a little peep online maybe yeah. i'll play it on the stream one day and be like, oh my god it's so good it's such a good game it's so good okay so we have to mention this because we're both incredibly obsessed mm. um from like the early days even up until now is dance dance revolution oh ddr girls How, like, oh so my goodness i don't understand why in the in the UK, it was called Dancing Stage. Why was it no not idea. called DDR here? Because know. it's called DDR now. Yeah, literally. It's weird that they changed the name. Dancing Stage, yeah, Euromix One. I Awful. so I don't remember exactly when I first saw a dance mat. I remember just going to my friend Simon's house and he had two and I was like, I'm like, oh my God, I love it. But like, I'm, I must've knew about it before then because we were in year seven at this point. So we were like 11. But I- I was also in year seven when I discovered oh, them. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I can tell you the exact story as well. Uh, but like, I remember going to his house and I was like instantly like, oh my God. So if some of the younger people don't understand, I know that sounds awful to say this, but some people might not know what this is. Genuinely people might not know what DDR is. Oh no. Is. You might not know what DDR is. That's how old we are now. You might, that, so Dance Dance Revolution is basically like, it was like an up, down, left, right pad and like arrows would come up and you had to like, like step on the pads yeah, in so time with the music. Yeah, it was a big like, like a meter by a meter plastic, well at the time it was when you had them at home, yeah. plastic pad that would go on the floor. Those horrible like oh, plastic Nylon, pads. they were a bit like paddling pool material. And they would rip really easy, yeah. you would fall and over would, and The buttons slip. would just stop working, you'd be like, yeah. I'm, I know I'm winning, stop it's it. awful. But like, yes, you have to you have to like press up, down, left, right as fast as you can like in time with the music and you get better and better, better. Yeah. But like I even now play now and we both have 
these yeah. cool like metal pads. We've, we commissioned metal pads from Poland. That's yeah. how insanely <laughs> like obsessed we are with but it. But like a DDR completely changed my life. And mm. I, I was spent, you spend so much time in the arcades playing to, yeah. on those I used, to, I used to compete. I used to compete in DDR competitions in London. Mad, where I was in it? London where I lived here. So I remember the exact first time that I saw DDR. Um, so I became friends with a new friendship group and I eventually started dating a girl called Oh, I was going to dox her then. No, I'm not going to say her name. I'm going to call her Mary. Mary. <laughs> Mary. So I started dating Mary in like year se- I was year seven. She was year nine. So I was, <laughs> it's a bit naughty. Oh. Me, I know. Um, And she was like, should we go to the arcades with my friends? And I was like, okay. okay so we went yeah. along and then they were like, we're going to do dancing stage. And I was like, I don't know what this is. But then uh, like, they went on the arcade machine. So it was an arcade game first. Really, really big. And if you've ever seen it, like you will see it in arcades. It's even still kind of around some now. Of them, some of yeah, them, yeah, they're starting to like disappear. I mean, it's still massive in Japan, but like outside of Japan, it's Think kind of- Think of it as of... like Beat Saber before VR, but yeah. you use your feet, basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's that. And it was like- my first time, so it was on the pier in Brighton, and I was like, it "Wasn't in the dip." In the dip, no, it wasn't in the dip. No, um, it was on the pier in Brighton, the Palace Pier at the time. It wasn't the Brighton Pier just yet. And I remember being like, "Wow, like what is this?" And they were they were quite good. So my, I suppose my ex, am I going to call her that? Okay, my ex and her friend were quite good at it, but they weren't anywhere near as good as I got in the end because mm-hmm. I was like deeply obsessed. As soon as like the first day it happened, and I saw this machine and then, like all the loud music and the lights, I was like. I'm going to come and do this myself. Yep. So then I did. And then I found out that in the Argus catalogue, remember getting them? They had DDR pads. And I was oh, like, amazing. for the PlayStation 1, I was like, oh, I've got to buy that. So then I did. And the rest is history. I uh, Yeah, we both, we, we, I mean, haven't, we haven't played it for a little while, but we, we play it now Yeah, still. we try and go into arcades in London every now and then and see But the, the Namco arcade's gone. Oh, so we can't go there anymore. That that was the only place I remember that still had one because they again. I know some people might be watching this going, of course not DDR is, but it is actually really difficult to it's even rare find now. arcades now. Yeah, yeah. At least yeah. in the UK, like Chocadero Arca- is where I used to go, and that doesn't exist. Awful, awful. So, like, so many arcades are closed now. The only one I know now there's that one in Soho, but we've not actually been down there yet. Yeah, I don't know. I there. don't know if it has a DDR pad, mm. but we'll have to go down and see. We will. Um, We're going challenge, yeah, little challenge yeah. girls. But we loved, yeah, DDR was like such a huge oh, impact. Incredible. I used to spend so much time in my childhood mm-hmm. just on DDR constantly, constantly, constantly. Even, even though like in the original PlayStation games, it would only have like 12 songs. But, I know. Like, you would just go on over and Afro over and over. Gloria yeah. Gaynor, End of the survive. Century. End of the Century. Yeah. Uh, D- uh, Dynamite. Dynamite Ray. Dynamite Ray. Dynamite Gounce. Dynamite Gounce. It was so is, good. I loved, I always loved like erotic because erotic yeah. was like a real, like an actual, there was like commissioned music. Yeah. Like, do it all night. night. Do do it with me. <laughs> <laughs> and there was even Living to Be the Logo on there yeah. as well. My favorite one was da 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 dum da 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 It was so good. And I've got gout again. Moving slightly on to like the PlayStation 2. Now you talk about Final Fantasy. Now my only real understanding at the time of Final Fantasy was through Kingdom Hearts. Oh yes. Because obviously you play Sora. There's other Kingdom Hearts and other Final Fantasy characters in there. Mm-hmm. So like, I understood some of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Kingdom Hearts is such a good game. Now, yeah. this was still in the era where like, I did quite like all these uh, Disney games as well. So like having that kind of Disney-esque style mashed in with like a it, it, like so, a fighting yeah. RPG game. Like it was so good. The original Kingdom Hearts game. Yeah. I even played through it not like about maybe a year ago again because I love it so much. But that original game is so, so good. Yeah, absolutely agree. I uh, I bought the the is it the remix HD or whatever mm-hmm, they brought out, mm-hmm. the two point five remix mm-hmm. or whatever it was. I bought that and it's it's still just as nostalgic for me. And I think a lot of people's introduction to like 
actual hardcore RPGs or JRPGs such as Final Fantasy was through Kingdom Hearts yes, because it kind yes. of brought in the like like oh it's happy and exciting but it's actually there's people die of darkness yeah, yeah. and you have to take down the darkness yes because it's a bit strange though to have Donald Duck be like you're <laughs> a little bit weird <laughs> <laughs> very strange but what's what I what I love about Kingdom Hearts as well is I think for a lot of people especially teenagers um i mean i don't really suffer from this because i'm a gay person um but it's like i think a lot of people are, are so like scared about enjoying disney like especially like laddish spin or whatever oh like, yeah and like I love the fact that that's in Kingdom Hearts is you have that sort of like vague laddishness. That vague laddishness of being able to be like a battle things as if, but you get to enjoy like flying through Peter Pan's world yeah. or like going into the Toy Story worlds and like playing with that or, like, or even just like going into the Winnie the Pooh book. I wanted to talk a little bit about like MMORPGs because mm -hmm. that's what I'm into now. So moving on a little bit into like the modern era, if you will, which is actually 2010. <laughs> <laughs> So I first got into World of Warcraft. Mm -hmm. So in 2006, when it came out, I remember thinking, I can't believe they're going to make you pay monthly to play a game, girl. I can't believe it's not butter. I know. And it's not. Can you itch my back? There's an itch on my right shoulder blade. Uh, Harder. Left. Harder. So when it first came out in 2006, I was like, uh, I can't believe you're going to pay monthly for a video game. Even though I was playing Final Fantasy XI back in 2002, which was a pay monthly game. But my dad was like, I'm not shopping at VHS again. <laughs> Basically, it was like, I can't pay that. It's too expensive. Six pound a month. Who do you think we are? Does money grow on trees? Well, the answer is yes, actually, because mm -hmm. it is a natural substance. Anyway, although not now, it's made of plastic. 2010. So 2010 was the year that I moved to London and obviously I moved in with Sinestra. And Sinestra was an avid World of Warcraft gamer at the time. And I remember still thinking at this time, like, I can't afford a six, a six <laughs> pounds. I want my wife's my latte going to come from girls. Um, and she was like, Priorities. why don't you just get the free trial? And on my terrible laptop, terrible laptop that would struggle for like three hours rendering a, a 480p video for YouTube at the time. Wow. Do you remember that? 480p. And I have to upload it overnight because the internet was so slow. Do you remember the early YouTube days where like, it wasn't H or anything, but like you would have a little box button at the bottom that says, HQ for yeah, high quality. Yeah, SD or HQ, yeah. Standard, <laughs> standard definition or HQ. Or high quality. Ridiculous, isn't it? Absolutely bonkers now thinking about it. And we're, now we're like, 8K, yep. 12K. I want to see inside your paws. I've just ordered an 8K camera, guys. So you're going to be able to literally see. I'm going to, I'm just going to like put like a, a blurring filter on me. Just come in and bring like a transparent Like why blur. is Rodi in such focus and luxury as a smudge? Yeah, just like really far <laughs> in the background, yeah. Um, but yes, so going back to World of War, Warcraft, I played the uh, free trial. I chose Blood Elf Mage. And this, so I, so the day that I started playing was the day they patched out Wrath of the Lich King and patched in uh, Cataclysm. So Cataclysm is the first expansion that I played. And let me tell you, hours on hours I and can imagine. years and weeks and months and days of my life has been forcefully enjoyed on that game. Callum tried to get me to play it. It was like 2016 time. And I think because I got to it so late, I didn't really... So much was already in the game. Yeah, I point. felt a bit kind of lost and I didn't really know what I was doing. So I didn't really get into it. But I do understand the appeal, like especially yeah. if you've played from the very beginning to yeah. still stick to it. I mean, I didn't get to play from the very, very beginning. But even there, even when I joined, there was a lot to learn. But I kind of just like, because I already had friends playing it and we would only play it really yeah. together. I was like, okay, yeah, no, I'm very into it. And I've always been very into the idea of MMORPGs. I feel like you have to be a certain type of gamer. Oh! 
oh, to, yes, to enjoy yes, them. Yes, yes, yes. Like I would predominantly call myself a console gamer. Like even still now that I game on PCs when I'm streaming and stuff, I still kind of feel that little bit of like, oh, I'd still rather it was on a console. Yeah. And now also Final Fantasy 14 is another thing that I play, which is similar Every concept. Monday. Every Monday, Final Fantasy 14, except these recent ones, because I'm doing Pokemon We're Legends. We're doing Pokemon, we're both playing Pokemon go. Legends. Go. Shake uh, your coconuts. One of the things that then came out of World of Warcraft that I started playing, because another friend told me about it, was League of Legends. Yeah. Now League of Legends has When did seen, that come out? I don't actually know when League of Legends came out, but I started playing in 2011. Mm-hmm. I think it was late 2011 early 2012 might have even just been early 2012 so the game was like very different back then to what it is now but still very enjoyable now even now even now i I like drop into it and play it every now and yeah. then it's one of those games because it's completely free you don't feel uh like a, a commitment to like be like i've got to go home and get me on the points from the battlegrounds like that's i used to literally be in town with people and be like i've got to go home and do the raid i've got to go home and do the raid on world of warcraft league of legends is one of those games you can pick up and put down because it's completely free and you don't feel any commitment to have to like play it but one of these things so you've got like a, a social like your friends list on the side yeah and this is kind of where like gaming becomes a little bit sad because so i had for example, Sinestra was on there. I had another friend on there. I had another friend from Wales on there. And eventually, as people like started not playing anymore, you start to see like offline one month ago. Oh, yes. Offline two months ago. Recently, I signed in and Sinestra was on there and it was offline 11 years ago. Oh, and I was like, oh. <laughs> like It's one of those moments of like, oh, life has like changed. changed. Like, the last time I saw her on this, life was completely different. Yeah. And I think that's one of these things to remember as well is that Gaming is so nostalgic because when a game is released, it's kind of like a finite method of saying a story. And it has these nostalgic moments of like the story is lived and told. And but with gaming, it's a little bit different to like films. Like you can kind of, although I don't really enjoy like silent movies or whatever, you can go back and watch them and they're still kind of just the same as people watched them back then. Yes, yes, yes. With gaming, it's a bit different because like, Graphics have changed, mechanics have changed, consoles don't even exist anymore to play them on. It's kind of that nostalgic factor of like, oh, this uh, this happened, I enjoyed it, and now I'm coming back to it, and it's it's it almost feels a bit sad and like no, upsetting. I do, I do, I do, I do completely agree. I get that with like the old Pokemon games, like yeah. re- like Game Boy games. I'm like, oh, no, I want to play it, but also, oh, no, I can't. I'm upset, yeah. girls. I'm upset. <laughs> I'm upset. To me, because as you know, I have such a huge connection with music and have mm. a, like uh, quite a strong uh, emotion to it. It's hearing old game music. Like if yeah. I play a game and suddenly the song starts, and like, oh my god, like I remember. The feelings when you first play these old games, like when you were a kid playing them and like the boss music would yes. start and you're like, oh, here it goes, here girl. It goes. Like hearing that. Time as, to I, club. I, I got, even got yep, doing yep. that. Even like hearing like the Mortal, uh, the, even like the, the Mortal Kombat music when you get to like Shao Kahn's level yep. or uh, on Golden Axe, the boss music level yep. on that, like hearing when do, 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 like and you hear the drums come in like even just hearing that as an adult you still get that kind of like rush of endorphin instantly flash back to being like six playing that game and like you just kind of it reminds you of like simpler times I think that's what it is it just reminds you of times when like not even like it doesn't have to be like easier but just times when you were happy or like not saying we're not happy now because it's not but it's a different feeling it's a very yeah no I completely get that I have a very love-hate relationship with nostalgia because like as a concept it's like fun but then it just feels a bit like self-indulgent torture after a while yeah, yeah, you're yeah. just a bit like oh i shouldn't be like i'm just gonna get all upset and be mm-hmm. miserable now because it's it's not pokemon release day in 1997 yeah that was actually one of the reasons why so i uh sorry for the playstation fanboys i was a hardcore playstation 
Um, Station man uh, up until the PS2 and I love the PS2 I had, mm. I've got so many good memories of that but when the Xbox came out um, I fully converted to a jump ship because I, I was so enamored with Halo mm-hmm. so when the first Halo game came out I was just my brother showed it to me and at this point I was like I don't want that no I'm mm. a Sony cunt mm. um, but I, played, <laughs> I first played Halo and I was instantly like mm. this is game changing like the way that this game is I hate shooting games where you're just fighting humans yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. like just normal fighting like I like Call the, of Duty yeah like but- I like it to be more supernatural sci-fi so when i played first with halo it was like one of the first games i played i was only 10 years old at the time and it was just like oh my god flying aliens it's really fun Do you know how massive the xbox the original xbox, xbox was huge, huge heavy beast um and so i some of my fondest memories of like early gaming was playing halo one and two um three to a certain extent with my friends from high school yeah and we would or bring our TV. One of us would bring our TV. Yeah, to the other land one's house, parties was a thing, and we would have land parties where we would just literally connect all our stuff up and just like game for hours and hours playing on Halo. And like those times, like even just seeing Will, like we had my friend Will come, yeah. like he's someone I used to do that with. Like even when we talk about it, I'm always like, <gasps> like remember we sat in your bedroom or sat in your living room and we would just like tell your dad to go away and <laughs> just sit there for hours like playing these games and then we'd like eat such junk food cookies, which yeah. live on cookies and cookies like milkshakes. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like those times, like those are some of my like fondest memories. One thing I want to say is I first came out in a video game. <gasps> Did you? So after I came, so I technically told my, my mum and my sister I was, well, I said bisexual at the time, but like I was gay when I was 11. But By now gay, like, when uh... I went um, back in the closet, when I went to high school and I got bullied and stuff, um, there was a game called Fable. Now in this game, Fable is on the original Xbox. You are in a world where uh, you just have to, you're like, a, you pick between good and evil. Mm-hmm. So you're a kid, you grow up and like you have to do tasks and missions and stuff. I don't remember the exact storyline. As you play the game, you become an evil ruler or like a, a good ruler. Yeah. I always went evil. Of it's course. Way more absolutely, fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's I the mean, queer experience. You were punished. You were punished if you did evil because a lot of the missions you couldn't do because people were scared of you. So you couldn't Aww. pick the missions up. But it was still a lot more fun to be evil. Stop being bussy holes. But one thing that I loved about this original game is it was, I think it came out like 2004. For the time, this was really progressive. You could marry, be in a relationship with, um, like a gay, you could have a gay relationship oh with a man. Gosh. You could pick to be, you could pick to be gay or straight, whatever. You'd buy houses together. Oh. You'd live in these houses together. And I remember, I was like, <gasps> I was talking like, you, I, was, I didn't know you could do this. And I was yeah. like having a conversation with the villagers, and it started coming up saying like flirt because you, 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 a little bit like uh, Sims, where yeah, like yeah, you have yeah, little yeah, things yeah. saying, what do you want to say to this person? Yeah. yeah. And so you can flirt. And I was like, flirt with a man. So I like press flirt and then like a love heart like appeared above his head. And like I carried on doing it. And I I mean, as as a young teenager, I was like, I said I said to Callum recently, I miss gay excitement where like yeah. it was the first time that you would like experience like gay things. Gay and, like, excitement. And like this is one of those things where like I saw, I was like, oh my god, I can have like a relationship with a man. And I had to like keep it secret. So like yeah. I bought us a house because on the profile in like your bio card, it would say if you were gay or straight. Oh my god, really? And so I was like, oh, if my brother sees this, he's gonna know that I'm gay. So like I ma- I also like married a woman and had a baby on the side just to be like, Uh-oh. if he said anything, I'm like, oh, I just did it to see what everything yeah. but like 
it was so amazing in that time. Like even how- so many straight men are literally living that life right now. Be like, you can't know. I've had a baby exactly. and a wife, but oh, on the side. But like, I bought a house with a man. Back back when I was a teenager, being able to like even just have like this <laughs> tiny bit of like gay acceptance, even though it was in a game, was monumental yeah. to my yeah. acceptance of myself. Yeah. Like it's weird to think this stupid game from 2004 like actually kind of in a weird way changed a lot of my self confidence mm-hmm. just because I could marry a man in this game. Literally, it's the stories. It's almost like. Yeah. So video games are, if you want to get really back to basics, my love, and that nostalgic factor, the music factor, the storytelling is what we've been doing around fires since the dawn of time. Yeah. In the evening uh, from the battle where we've taken down the warthogs for dinner. I don't know. What did we do when we were in the caves? But they would come back and we would sing praises and tell stories about people that have lived before us, our children, all this stuff. And it's these stories that influence everyone around us. And if you're tuned into that, like this story appeals to me, you're going to remember it forever. Yeah. Yeah. These video games that changed your life you remember forever talking about i just wanted to say one last thing about that nostalgia you know when you said like the the boss music of golden axe was the one yeah yeah for me tekken 2 when you fought your like uh mirror story storyline mirror self so for example yoshimitsu fought kunimitsu yeah that level that was i think it was always level eight or something in the arcade uh, thing and that music of like it's like in my head and i was like that is the most if i hear that music now i'm like you, I'm back playing Tekken 2. Those old Tekken games, I, I spent so Incredible. much time. Like, I think the last real Tekken game that I played was Tekken Tag 2. Mm-hmm. And I didn't was, like Tekken Tag 2. By the time that came out, I was like, was, my yeah, love for fighting games kind of yeah, weaned a bit. It, it had weaned definitely for me. I love Mortal Kombat, but like the most recent games, I get very bored of just one-on-one fighting now. I yeah. need more to it. My attention span is kind of a little bit it's less. Changed. Like my, I know a lot of people don't like the 3D era of Mortal Kombat, but Mortal Kombat Deception is one of my favorite games ever because of the conquest mode. Oh, that's good. Where you had yeah. to walk around and solve mysteries and get unlock things and like fight people. I hate what they did to Mortaro though. Mortaro, yeah, where they made two-legged two, Mortaro. That was Armageddon. Yeah, I miss those 3D eras. Aww. And they're not Time coming. to kill myself. Yeah, they're not coming back, are they, girls? <laughs> no. no, so deal with it. Get a real job. For me, I haven't been gaming a lot in the more, more recent time because I'm so online now. I'm always like, I'm going to miss something. So like yeah. the fact that we've kind of blended our love for video games on... I, Absolutely, it's changed my life. Starting it's Twitch de- amazing, changed my isn't life. It? It's, it's so strange just playing a video game with people watching you. Like how much fun it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think weird, isn't it? I think maybe for us people who grew up with that as being the norm where you play it with people, maybe it kind of taps into that kind it really of does. retro, stop burping, that retro feel that maybe we kind of feel like, although they're not the actively vibes. playing with us, they are kind of playing with oh, us. Oh yeah, absolutely. The vibes of the whole yeah. event. It is enjoyable, very enjoyable. So if you aren't following us on Twitch, hop over to Twitch, Roly West, Luxaria Plains. Yes! Uh, I don't want to talk for hours I don't want to end this games. one because I'm having so much fun. I know. I knew that this was going to be such a fun one to film. Yeah, that, like, absolutely. Oh, because we still want to do like a nostalgia podcast episode yeah. where we talk about like, like games you played yeah. like, in school yeah. and like weird rumors that went round. Yeah, or, like, yeah. So I've also got toys like cartoon and shows, toys, yeah. like yeah. 90s nostalgia. We could just call it 90s nostalgia. Yeah, I, I do feel like we'd like to do like an actual nostalgia one, but with the gaming one, we had to have on a separate one because it was so, it's so vast. It's we so couldn't... vast. I've played so many games and there's even some now that as we were talking about and I was unlocking in my memories, yeah. like if I really went back and thought about a lot of things, I bet there's a couple in there that even I'd forgotten about. Yeah. There, well, saying that I was, as you're talking, I loved, there was a game called Point Blank. Oh, Oh yes, um, Point it, was blank. A, it was like a shooting game. So you have you have like a light gun, mm-hmm. and at the time, light guns for TVs were insane. The fact that you mm-hmm. could like shoot at it a was TV, like, it would know what, what it was because they, they don't work with modern LCD screens. So no. you can't. I mean, now we've got motion controls anyway, but like back then, if you never played Point Blank, it was this game where 
a little bit like uh, WarioWare, where it's these micro mini games, but it was yeah. all about shooting. Yeah. So you had to like shoot the targets and one of them was like, shoot the rabbit. And it was like these like fake rabbits would jump up. And that was so much fun, like point blank. And there's, they made a second version. It was called Ghoul Panic, which was like little ghosts. It was like oh, a ghost yes, version. Oh, that. Um, Ghoul Panic. But those were really fun. Oh mm. my God, like light gun games. It's like, you talk about doing that like iToy. Yes, I, yeah, I love the iToy. Excellent example. People always say that iToy was like a shit or whatever, but like the iToy was way ahead of its time. It when was. This came I out, think like, it was the, too ahead of in, its like, time. In like the early 2000s when the iToy. So basically the iToy would use like a little webcam and you would, you would, there was like games that would come up on the screen. Sports and champion. Sport, so we had, I had all, most of the iToy ones, but iToy Groove. Oh so yeah. So it was like basically DDR, it was with your hands. Yeah. So these little symbols, it was like three. It was like, yeah, da, it was like you had da, to move with da, the music and da, tap the buttons da, when like da, the, da. the, the balls would hit the targets. Yep. But like the iToy was so amazing. I absolutely, I just, oh my God, I spent hours and hours and hours playing like the boxing one. Mm -hmm. Or like when you, even just, well, you had to clean windows. Yeah. Like it's so <laughs> stupid. But like it was so fun like the eye toy was oh my god oh my god age so, of empires oh i never played age of did empires you know, oh, uh, but i did basically command and conquer which is very similar the original age of empires game i lost days and days and weeks to age of empires just like being you to, so people talk about age of empires is you start off in like the stone age and you have it's to, a like, civilization building game yeah it's just yeah. like get wood together to build more things and you could advance to like the iron age and like the you know all the other stuff at the top so enjoyable amazing like such an amazing game okay we've gone on for so long that like i feel like we should maybe yeah this is gonna this if now, you want any more of this and we can talk about or we can talk about probably like another hundred games or yeah so. there is let us know because we'll do a part so two. hard to make this short i was like there's so many more games you want to talk about i know so guys yeah. i think we're gonna just leave that there we yeah we kind of didn't really get to modern games at all. No, we didn't. Well, I've touched on World of Warcraft, but 2010 one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we should definitely do a part two of this. If yes. you're really interested, please let us know. And yes. we can talk about some more. Because I've got, again, Mega Drive. So many more Mega Drive yes. games. So thank you for watching. Thank you for thank listening. Yeah. Um, make sure that you go check out our other episodes. There is a playlist down in the description. Mm. And if you're listening on SoundCloud or iTunes or uh, Spotify, again, make sure you come for, like, follow us on those accounts. Give us a nice five-star rating or a thumbs up, whatever yes. you do. Give us yes. a nice, on yes. iTunes, if you can write us a nice iTunes review as well, that'd be really great. But thank you for everyone who has been reviewing and all thank that you. stuff. That is really amazing and helpful. Yes. Um, and of course, if you're watching this, on YouTube, please hit the like button, subscribe for more. And again, there's a playlist in the description to all the rest of Leave our episodes. Leave us a comment. Yeah, please tell us some of your most favorite memories of video games. Yes. If you are slightly older as well, please tell us some of the most nostalgic things and like, you know, really fun memories you've had Story growing up Story lines, well. et cetera. Yeah, because I love the comments on these gag videos because yeah. they're so good. They're like, always intense. They're always so, like eight paragraphs yeah, long. Yeah, I, I love, love it. Them. I absolutely love it. So me and Luxaria are always in the comments always section. Always in the comments. So um, please leave us some nice stuff down below. Yeah. But anyway... We will see you very soon for another episode of Gag, Gag of the, of the Millennial Girl. We're going to scold with some more Asam and Darjeeling and Chai. Uh. <laughs> <laughs>